So yesterday, we talked about the oldest man in Australia and what he attributed to, you know, assisting him reaching his old age. And it was eating chicken brains. Well, today, the 20th of May, 2021, if you are listening live, we find out that a 28-year-old French man is creating his own anti-aging skin healing soap. And it is snail slime. Snail slime. Man, do I want to rub that on my face. He's raised about 60,000 snails in his backyard and began making the soap last year. And so he claims that he extracts the snail mucus by tickling them with his thumb. That's a good gig. If his business grows, you could go to work for this Damien Desrochers in France and become a snail tickler to get snail mucus for the snail slime anti-aging skin healing soap. It takes about 40 snails to produce 15 bars of soap, and he's hoping to make at least 3,000 bars this year. Man, do I want some snail slime soap. How about you? Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. What is going on over at Microsoft and Bill Gates? I mean, it's boys at Bill Gates and Microsoft. He doesn't have anything to do with that. He's not the CEO anymore. I know. But this divorce is, or this, you know, the the readiness of the divorce between he and Melinda are bringing out news stories about Microsoft and Bill himself that talks about the toxic workplace and how he would take his shot with all these different women at work and how he had the affair which triggered the internal investigation and that made him step down. We got the stories about the wife being pissed that he was teaming up with Jeffrey Epstein or at least meeting with him. One story talked about a staffer saying that Bill Gates thought that Jeffrey Epstein was the ticket to the Nobel Peace Prize. And then we have the big story about the toxic workplace and these people. The toxic culture flowed from the top after Bill Gates picked out women to fulfill himself. Now, okay, as you go through this story and it talks about one lady who worked as a computer research researcher with Microsoft for seven years and she alleges that Gates targeted women and one of her lawsuits that she was involved in got thrown out and now she has said that she has given up fighting oh so she believed in it so much that now she's given up the fight and they also talk about they do a big expose on things that happened at Microsoft about women being groped and spanked and had their butts grabbed. And the one lawsuit that, uh, was in the courts, you know, claimed that they, these women were ignored, abused and degraded, but it really doesn't have anything to do with Bill Gates. I mean, it does. If you talk about, you know, it flowed from the top and Bill let this you know, culture of toxicity exists at Microsoft. That's the kind of dirtbag he is. And is there more women out there that he paid off? <laughs> I mean, 
if looking at it from a dirt bag look which you know i i don't mind doing uh i would say that yeah you know if you're bill gates uh you take care of a little business uh you want to get out there to fulfill yourself and then you pay him off here's some money here's a million go shut up but i think right this is this is all you know breaking free you know the dam is broken open now because of the divorce and it wouldn't surprise me that this is you know melinda just saying some of it's probably true right i mean it's like throwing things we'll just throw it up against the wall and see what sticks and you know we've had we've had stories where you know we've had employees being called the p word and the c word and the ceo was branded our limp d word ceo but okay uh, i mean does that have anything to do with bill gates i don't know uh i don't know is bill you know a womanizer and you know out to fulfill himself yeah probably yeah probably he probably is <laughs> and they were pissed that this one guy in the story they talk about a male intern offered a full-time job despite a female co-worker accusing him of rape well accusations doesn't mean it happened I mean, I know in today's world, accusations mean that it happens, but not really. Uh, not really. You're supposed to, you know, just because of female. I'm going to go out on a limb here. All right. And I know we've kind of covered this ground before on this show, but just take it for what it is. Um, you know, just because someone accuses you of something doesn't make it so. <laughs> I know. I know. That's just it's a weird kind of thing. That's why you're supposed to uh, be innocent before proven guilty, right? I mean, that's kind of the kind of the thing. Anyway, uh, this is all. If you thought now, I think originally I talked about Melinda maybe you know being happy with uh, you know thirty or forty billion, and she's gonna you know take her money and she bought her dump little house for a little over a million in Seattle. That's just so she had a place to go to. I guarantee you. She doesn't want Xanadu 2.0. She doesn't want a place that was already dirtied up by Bill. But that little place in Seattle was just so she had a place to go. And the kids are all out of the house now. And they've you know got to be able to have a place to come and see mom. And dad's, I don't know, he's hanging out at some private club that nobody can get into. So uh, there was a picture of him and his daughter, I don't know, this past weekend at the club. But, but... I I think that uh, she is going to uh, knock out what Bezos got. Uh, there's no doubt. So I was thinking that maybe she lets uh, you know Bill stick with like 90, 90 billion or so. No, not after all these stories. No way. No way. Bill is gonna pay and pay through the nose. Sure, we'll still work together at the foundation uh huh but i need at least 60 70 billion uh, i spent all these years with you you bastard as you created that toxic workplace over there you married me and i was working with you i knew how you were <laughs> i gave you children you bastard oh yeah 
I mean, she's going to get some cash. And that's why Bill is hiding out. He knows. He's already he's already resigned himself. I mean, I don't know how Bill's going to survive with, you know, $50 billion, But I guarantee Melinda's at least going to get $60 billion. Has to. No way she settles for a 30. And I just, I just, I just don't believe it. I not after all this, after all these news stories and toxic workplace and Gates trying to fulfill himself with all these women at work. Uh, no way. Melinda is walking away with at least 60 billion at least mark my words. That's a chewing the fat prediction right there. Okay, I got to do this story just to get this in and, you know, relieve some of the tension because it's almost all gone. It's almost gone away. Uh, Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giuliani have, uh, I mean, they have completed, well, she has completed her community service and she's already paid her $150,000 fine. Why am I, what am I doing? I'm doing the story without the, hey, we've got to do an update on Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Operation Varsity Blues. Lori and Mosomo try to leave the country. Tonight's episode. <laughs> Tonight's episode. What? Come on now. It's embarrassing that they have to ask to leave the country. Okay. So she has, uh, she's paid her $150,000 fine. She's completed her community service, which was 150 hours. Uh, he has, you know, satisfied the 250,000 and he's working on completing his community service requirement. Now they've asked to be able to go to Mexico for five days, man. It is embarrassing that they have to ask to go on a vacation. Really? They've already, they've gone to prison. You found them guilty for, you know, this ridiculous college scandal. And now they've gone before the judge. I mean, they're doing, they're following the rules that they have to follow. I know, I get it. But they want to take a five-day trip to uh, San Jose del Cabo this June. And they, you know, have to ask the court for permission. They're, they've already paid the money. They've done the time. He's working on his 250 hours of community service. I'm sure that he's probably pretty close to that. We already said that she finished hers. And they have to do two years of supervised release. That's embarrassing. Embarrassing. But now they've gone and asked the judge, can we go on vacation, please? Please let us go on vacation because we're such terrible criminals. I can't. I can't. And I'm sorry that they had to go through this. But I am happy that we, you know, are able to do a little update on Operation Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> Tonight's episode. Can we leave, please? Can we go on vacation, Your Honor? Agonizing. So we have a new list on the best places to live in America from niche.com. 
and it uh the story has the top 50 and it's uh factored in good public schools affordable cost of living low crime rates overall satisfaction of their residents uh so they went through the department of education census bureau fbi and public sentiment polling public sentiment polling also gets a vote as well niche also considered local commutes length of access to public transport diversity of age gender and ethnicity health and fitness of its residents based on rates of smoking alcohol abuse and obesity as well as access to health care and fitness centers jobs including employment rates career and business growth and housing costs based on home values property taxes and ownership rates now they're only looking at major cities places with populations above 100,000 and I, you know I'm sure that they you know I'm, I don't know if they will see where you know uh, cities in Los Angeles County come in but now that they're going to be giving everybody a thousand bucks a month no matter what uh, you know that probably bumps them up on the list but number 50 Salt Lake City Utah I love Salt Lake oh, that's a beautiful town uh, 49 Columbia, South Carolina, home of the Gang- Gamecocks. Spent some time in that city. That's where I had the cockroach crawl across me in the hotel room. I'm sure it was just a coincidence. Fort Collins, Colorado, Charleston, South Carolina, Tempe, Arizona, Pasadena, California, St. Paul, Minnesota. Ooh, that may have dropped. St. Petersburg, Florida is 43rd. I love St. Pete. It's only 43rd? Wow. Yeah, the city is a quick 15-minute commute from Tampa, but feels like its own tropical paradise. St. Petersburg gets tops marks for its outdoor activities and weather. The sunny city is home to sandy beaches and plenty of ocean activities such as boating, fishing, and surfing. Yeah, uh, it's also part of Tampa Bay. I really, I don't know, I know that everybody wants to have their own little, you know, Clearwater and St. Petersburg tampa and they all want to have their you know river view and they all want to have their own little areas but it's all tampa bay that's not, not a city jeff well it should be okay atlanta georgia irving texas irving as you know i don't I, I work in irving technically at the mercury studios and it's uh you know according to this it gets top marks for outdoor activities health and fitness of his residents and it's got public and private green spaces, gardening and golfing. Yeah, man, do I. When I go to Irving, I think gardening. <laughs> you know what I think? I think the city spends all this money on this one park that I have to pass. And all they do is keep it closed because when it rains too much, it floods. That's what I think. And they have remodeled this park. I mean, I, I bet you they've spent at least, at least $5 million dollars. And I bet you it's more. I don't know. I don't know what they've spent on the remodeling of this park, but they have dredged out new new holes. They have put up little islands. They have put in new sidewalks and new fa- all of it, and it still floods. Too much rain floods. It's incredible. I bet. But if I was that city, I would say, stop working on it. Stop spending money on this park, all right? Because it's closed down half the time anyway. Number 40, Tampa, Florida. Oh, coming up a few spaces ahead of St. Pete, the Tampa Bay, Boston, Massachusetts, Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville's okay. Lexington, Kentucky. I don't know that I could live in Gainesville, though, but it's okay. Home of the Florida Gators. Washington, D.C. Ooh, yeah, no. Ooh. Uh, Carlsbad, California, Charlotte, North Carolina, Lincoln, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, you know, Lincoln, I remember, 
my, my stepdad is from the far western end of Nebraska. And, you know, he obviously, uh, you know, went to the University of Nebraska, which is in Lincoln. But I remember when my oldest boy, I may have told this story, when he was uh, recruited by the University of Nebraska and he flew into Omaha and then they drove him to Lincoln. And uh, when he was driving between Omaha and Lincoln, I, I could remember him calling me going, Grandpa was right. There's nothing out here. Yeah. It's uh, Nebraska, Huntsville, Alabama. Oh yeah, and that's a, that's the you know U.S. Space and Rocket Center, man. Huntsville, Alabama. That's probably uh, Alabama is a pretty state, prettier than people give it credit for. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I love Pittsburgh. Round Rock, Texas. Spent a lot of time in Round Rock. My son lived there for a little bit. He still lives close by, but not technically in Round Rock. That's the greater Austin area. Rochester, Minnesota. Scottsdale, Arizona. Austin, Texas, coming in at number 26, and of course. Uh, Columbia, Missouri. Love Columbia, Missouri. That's the home of the Missouri Tigers. I do like Columbia, Missouri. That's a, it's a nice little town. It's a, you know the home of the Tigers. Uh, College Station, Texas. Yeah, all these cities are home to the universities, man. They love the universities. Santa Clara, California. Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah, it's outside of D.C. They all... That's all one big little love fest around D.C. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, we've seen how good a place that is to live these days. Torrance, California. All these cities are, you know, at times agonizing. We're at the top 20. Sandy Springs, Georgia, number 19. Ooh, that's a suburb of Atlanta. Ooh, Boulder, Colorado. Raleigh, North Carolina. I mean, that's a beautiful town. North Carolina's gorgeous. Sunnyvale, California. Number 15, San Francisco, California. Yeah, no, no thank you. It's a a beautiful town when you are not having to walk through poop. Madison, Wisconsin, big time, of course, college town. Seattle, Washington, yeah. Richardson, Texas, yeah, Richardson. I mean, that's DFW. Uh, You know, so is Irving. And all these, a lot of these smaller cities around these greater suburban areas that are you know, part of the, the these metroplexes. Irving, California. Bellevue, Washington. Berkeley, California. Yeah, man, do I want to live in Berkeley, California. Columbia, Maryland. Yeah. Oof. Plano, Texas, another DFW. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Ann Arbor is beautiful, except that it's in Michigan. Uh, I know. Stop. Don't look at me like that. Cambridge, Massachusetts. Overland Park, Kansas. Number three, Naperville, Illinois. Yeah, do I want to live outside of Chicago? Well, at least it isn't in Chicago. Arlington, Virginia. Same thing, greater D.C. area. And number one, the Woodlands, Texas. Yeah, the Woodlands is pretty sweet. Uh, you need a little cash to live in uh, Woodlands, but that's that's where a lot of the cash holding members of society live in the greater Houston area. But that's number one. Wow. Woodlands, Texas. Nice. A lot of there, a lot of cities there in the uh, Texas area. But uh, if your city was mentioned, wow, you are in the top 50 best places to live in the United States. Congratulations. Feel better now? Good. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something to drink. Ooh, and we've got new, new possibilities for break room whispers today after we get something cold. All right, before we get to the break room whispers, you want to know the difference between Florida and Texas when it comes to alligators? Okay. 
The other day we got a story of an alligator at a Wendy's parking lot and it was going through a parking lot with some other businesses and they called in the authorities and they ended up capturing it and taking it, you know, away from where people were. And they figured it was just, you know, trying to look for a body of water Uh, and they nothing shut down. Uh, one business made fun of uh, there might be a delayed uh, rehab services because uh, some people were kind of waiting for the gator to get by. And apparently it was it. They say that it went after some customers at this Wendy's. I'm sure that they were walking out and the gator was like, hey, how about you give me some food? But there were no businesses shut down. OK, that was Florida. Florida's like, yeah, to Gator in the parking lot, but I'm still getting my Wendy's. OK, then we get a story today from Henderson, Texas which uh, there was a gator at uh, this taco restaurant, this juicy tacos. They shut it down. Oh my gosh, there's a gator. There's a gator. There's a gator. Close down business. Wait until somebody comes and rescues us. Yeah, not in Florida. Not in Florida. That's just a gator. We got to move on. Yeah, it's a pretty big one. I would like my double cheeseburger now, please. Texas, it's a gator. It's a gator. No, don't. No, we're not open right now. Sorry, there's a gator in the parking lot. Come on now. I thought Texas was better than that. Apparently not. Okay, more uh, more break room whispers going on. I see where Shopify, the CEO, uh, emailed his employees and wanted to remind employees of their role at the business. <laughs> so he sent an email to the staff about workplace culture after six former shopify employees had uh spoke to business insider about the strife that they felt over how the company has handled racial and social justice issues this past year uh let's not forget that this is one of the first companies that after the january sixth insurrection this great insurrection that happened january 6th they were the first ones to pull trump stuff they pulled all the election stuff from the website huh huh yeah but their oh man their social and racial justice handling over the past year is just horrific right well the ceo in his email said shopify like any other for-profit company is not a family what i know i know i mean most places try to make you feel like a family right and look there are plenty of places that try to make you feel like we're just one big happy family and really uh you're not and the loyalty that a lot of people felt in the past for companies uh trust me the companies have no loyalty toward you I know. I mean, I, I, no, never mind. Never mind. Just know that many companies. No, I'm not going to go there either. I'm not going to do that. Just this is Shopify we're talking about right now. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he uh, claimed, uh, the CEO, the very idea is preposterous that workers are a family. We are a for profit company it is not a family a family you were born into you never choose it and you can't unfamily you (laughs) now it should be massively obvious that spot shopify is not a family but i see people even leaders casually use terms like shopafam 
which will cause the members of our teams, especially junior ones that have never worked anywhere else, get the wrong impression. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want you to get the wrong impression. We want to be able to fire you and not feel bad. Okay, If you think we're family, that makes firing you so much harder. I mean, we're still going to fire you, but it just makes it harder. We want to make it easier on ourselves. So we want you to not think of us as a family. Okay. We got you, Shopify. Uh, Tobias, the CEO. We got you, man. I'm hearing you. Okay. I'm hearing you. Now, he clarified that uh, family thinking is just not the way to go. He also uh, talked about uh, handling larger social issues, which companies have been grappling with over the past year. Some corporations have felt intense pressure from employees to weigh in and take an activist stand on various causes, attack that the CEO made clear would not be a part of Shopify's strategy. (laughs) I can't even say their name, Shopify. I keep wanting to say Spotify, and it's not Spotify. This is Shopify. Okay, Shopify is also not a government, he wrote. We cannot solve every societal problem here. We are part of an ecosystem of economies, of culture, and actual countries. We also can't take care of all your needs. We will try our best to take care of the ones that can ensure you can support our mission. He also said our worldview is well known. Uh Uh-huh, it sure is. And it it includes our commitment to liberal values and equality of opportunity. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we we know, Mr. CEO. But he said sometimes uh, Shopify will see opportunities to nudge certain social issues forward, but that the company does so because it directly helps our business and our merchants and not because of some moralistic overreach. I got to tell you, uh, while I may disagree with their liberal values and equality opportunity, he's right. I mean, he is most definitely right. Now, I disagree with, you know, I mean, they were one of the first companies that, like I said, took down Trump's election website stuff. It's just agonizing. But we're back to uh, we're back to uh, break room whispers in uh, Shopify, man. Oh my gosh, we can't talk like that. Basecamp said they were no longer going to put up with that stuff at work, and people quit. Right? Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe he wants to lose the people that think we're family. You think we're family? No, no, no. You work for us. You do your job, and then zip it. I don't. I, I don't mind. I like the money I make here, but we can't talk about anything. We just wants. You know what they expect? They just expect us to do our jobs. <laughs> I hate him. I know CEO Tobias Lutke. I think that's how you pronounce it. L U T K E. I apologize, Tobias. We're not family. I don't know how to say your last name. <laughs> But you can count on some people uh, jumping ship at Shopify after that because most of the time they try to make everybody feel like they are family. Gosh darn it, we're in this together and we're moving forward together in a, in a common goal. Yeah, our common goal is to make money. Okay, And your common goal as a worker is to do what you can to make the company as much money as possible. Thank you. Have a nice day doesn't mean it's good i know i know i know i know but if you really want to become part of a family (laughs) i mean you should be subscribing to chewing the fat
We're just one big happy family here. <laughs> oh, you're already a subscriber? Well, then you know. You know what kind of big happy family we are. If you're a subscriber to this or my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat, and you follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR and Facebook and Instagram and and I don't want Parlor. I'm told Parlor's back up. Jeff Fisher Radio. I gotta go see if it works. Now I, I heard from someone that the new Parlor app is not that good and it's moving kind of slow. <laughs> I mean, there's Uncle Jed. He's a moving kind of slow. That's what Parlor is doing. Apparently now you gotta. Del- I'm gonna have to delete the app and re-download their stupid new app. But they've taken some things away and it's moving really slow. So. I mean, I told you yesterday or maybe the day before, you know, things as a family member, you know, things get blurred together. Um, I just, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're done. They're done. The, the, uh, the big shots at the social media companies got their way and uh, shut them down. And then they're being nice and saying, yeah, come back. Okay. You follow some of our rules, some more of our rules and we'll let you back on. But that big push they had is uh over speaking of apps though i see where a uh, you know i just read a story where is it oh yeah, it's right here uh talk about all the apps that drain the most life from your battery and the top 20 most demanding apps they have and not surprisingly uh you know the apps that uh, you're on and spend a lot of time on are the ones that you know, suck the life out of your battery. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, YouTube, WhatsApp are in the top 20. And uh, they, you know, all permit 11 features to run in the background. I, I, I just hate that so much. But you know, I just want I just want to be able to use the app. So I, it's my fault. I know that. I get it. I mean, Bumble and Grinder and Tinder all, you know, want those, want those, uh, uh, features running in the background all the time. It's pretty incredible. And I, I just, you know, we just upgraded. I told you, I talked about, uh, you know, going to T-Mobile and going to the 5g, but now they have a new voicemail system. And I know they're asking, I set up the voicemail and they of course want to, you know, uh, you know, have all the permissions. They want to be able to do this. Now I hate giving them permissions for all the stuff that they ask for because i know that for the most part for the most part they're not going to use it i know that because i've given the permission to other apps right i've already given in yeah go ahead i just i just want to take the picture okay (laughs) no i don't want you to be able to make calls and update my twitter pages and post things on facebook when you want to i know i don't want that but i do just want to take the picture so okay go ahead if you want to now i know that they're not going to do that probably i've given them the okay to do it though right which is agonizing because uh, i'm afraid that at some point they're going to decide you know what um we need to do that yeah we need to do that oh okay and and you've given us the right to do that so okay (laughs) now the apps that uh, take up the most memory on your phone pretty interesting uh, United Airlines is the top one. I mean, I, I I don't have the United Airlines app on my phone, although I guess if I flew all the time, I I might. 
Uh, Lyft, Uber, yeah. I mean, they use a lot of memory. Uh, Fitbit, Facebook, Uber Eats, PayPal, Microsoft Teams, YouTube, Airbnb, TikTok, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Yelp, AOL, Duolingo, Google Classroom, Nike, My McDonald's, YouTube Music, Big O Live, Slack, Tinder, Sheen, Instagram, Amtrak, Like, Sleep Cycle, Spotify, CNN. Wow, those are the top 30 of the ones that take up the most memory on your phone. And you can, I mean, as soon as you download those apps that take up all that memory, man, you see the your phone is like, ooh, yeah, we're using all that. No problem. And I see that, uh, you know, all these other uh, apps that are demanding life from your battery, uh, you know, all the time is pretty incredible because they're always on. They're always on. And you have to, I mean, you got to make sure that you are getting out of them because if you've clicked on them and you're not, and you've left them open, they are always running. Now, a lot of these apps, I know, no, Jeff, even if you've logged out, um, you know, they're still running in the background. I know, but they're, they're doing it quietly. Okay. And they're not using up as much power as they normally would. Okay. So just... Take it easy. All right? All right, good. All right, we've talked about the anti-aging soap from France from Snail Goo, the uh, snail slime anti-aging cream soap. From France, and we've talked about apps. Well, how about Google wanting to use their AI technology to help with your skin conditions? That is so nice of them. It's the new dermatology feature, and it uses machine learning to identify 288 different skin ailments, ranging from acne to melanoma, based on user submitted photographs. Isn't that nice? I mean, they care about you. They really do. Dr. Karen DeSalvo, the company's chief health officer and a former assistant secretary of health under the Obama administration, uh, adding that the tool will be inclusive of a range of skin types and tones. I wonder what that means. Does that mean that if you're a white person, don't bother? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm just throwing it out there because it said here it's quoting the doctor inclusive of range of skin types and tones and it's going to take just a matter of seconds and the list will possible you know match you up with your dermatologic dermatologic dermatological dermatological why can't i dermatological why can't i say that dermatological 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 Dermatological. Dermatological. All right, dermatological. I'm sticking with that one. Conditions. <laughs> so it's already okay. The EU has already okayed this. It has not been approved for use here in the U.S. yet. And according to a study published in the medical journal Nature Medicine last year, Google's tool is just as accurate at identifying skin conditions as a group of dermatologists and outperforms non-specialists like primary care doctors and nurse practitioners. Oh, but they say that you shouldn't say goodbye to your dermatologist's office yet. 
The tool is not intended to provide a diagnosis nor be a substitute for medical advice. Yeah, they got to throw that in there, man. Because many conditions require clinic, clinic, as I can't speak. As many conditions require clinician review, in-person examination, or additional testing, like biopsies. So, we don't want to be sued. (laughs) We want to help you out, and we want new ways to get more information about you. But we don't want to be sued. So, you need to not forget about your clinician, because... They, you need to still see your dermatologist and whatever other doctor you see. But please subscribe and you know we'll be there for you. What are they calling this? It's got to be love skin. Now that would probably be something else. And they receive uh, 10 billion searches. According to this, they receive 10 billion searches related to skin, nail, and hair issues every year but users may have difficulty describing those conditions so we have a photo based tool and it's designed to cover 90% of the most frequently searched dermatology related questions that is so nice so nice of google it doesn't say what they're going to call it though I mean, it can't be it's not going to be lo- love skin and it's not going to be uh, google skin right it can't, it can't be. <laughs> this is no way. This is no way we're calling it Google Skin. Well, I've got uh, pretty good three head, well, four headlines and one is a lie. Uh, they call it uh, three headlines and a lie. But uh, before we get to those, uh, this headline, of course, I'm clicking on. A 224-pound Russian woman reportedly killed husband with her buttocks. That's a story Jeff Fisher's clicking on. For chewing the fat, for you, for information, I want to know how this evil person reportedly killed her husband with her buttocks. So I guess that they were having a drunken fight, according to this. (laughs) And uh, she was fighting with her husband, and they were, you know, busy fighting, and husband Adair, uh was down on the floor after the wife pinned him face down on the bed and ran to uh <laughs> so they're fighting and the wife has got him down face down and she's sitting on his she's sitting on his head and she's pissed now the daughter runs for help and uh the female neighbor thought uh well i just figured they were ah they're just fighting uh, i'll let them be they're probably gonna calm down they're on the bed they're fine so she's drunk he's drunk uh he's can't breathe and she's pissed so she's not letting him up and uh, she's using her legs so he couldn't get out of it and then he died and then she rolled over and said hey hey get up get up i'm sorry i'm not mad anymore too late too late tatiana uh you should have let him up earlier honey so now she is uh being tried and convicted oh during the trial she was actually convicted of causing death by negligence (laughs) Uh, they didn't give her a murder trial I figured, ah, she's drunk, he's drunk, they were fighting. Oh, well. 
uh, you know, sure, he stopped moving, and I thought, hey, what, what are you doing? Get up, get up. Yeah, you should have gotten your big butt off his head, Tatiana. <laughs> and imagine if you were the kid, right, that you ran to get the neighbors, and the neighbors were like, ah, they're just fighting. Leave them alone. Quit your whining. Your mom's sitting on your dad's head, so. <laughs> There's nothing like love. There's nothing like love. Now, there's plenty of headlines to uh, let you know what's going around on around the world. The median price of homes in California has now topped $800,000 for the first time. Uh, the CEO of TikTok, owner of BitDance, uh, stepping down and moving to a new role. Uh, Target picked up what other retailers uh were putting down according to this headline <laughs> and they their sales grew 23 percent, and their apparel sales were more than 60 percent. wow new york has ended the most covid19 restrictions yesterday businesses can once again operate at full capacity strange how the governor is under fire and now he's uh dropping some of the covid19 restrictions to look good to the public i'm sure it's just a coincidence new chicken sandwich alert burger king is rolling out its new chicken sandwich uh, the first of june good look for the Ch king uh, sandwich oh see what they did there <laughs> see what they did there and the uh you know the one email i talk about all the time the morning brew uh that i looked through and uh you know you can subscribe to them if you want uh they have a thing called three headlines and a lie and i actually find it fascinating and and most of the time and you know i i can i know which one is a lie <laughs> I do. And uh, I knew this one too. <laughs> now, uh, the four headlines are Philadelphia lost race for Amazon headquarters because the new CEO is a Giants fan. Uh, the second headline is gender reveal party with 38 exploding watermelons causes $5 million in property damage. Meet the marine worm with the hundred butts that can each grow eyes and a brain. Number four, high traces of Viagra in Soul's sewers. All right. Now, which one is the lie? And I mean, they all uh, could be real headlines. No question of uh, the one that is a lie. However, though, is the three as the gender reveal party um, with the watermelons. Yeah, that's not true, but it absolutely could be true. Sad that Philadelphia lost uh, the race for the Amazon headquarters because it's he's a giants fan it's kind of a i don't know that that's actually the whole story behind that i mean that's the way it was you know headlined but uh no way right i mean if you, you're gonna do it for a business uh even if you're a giants fan you're the uh ceo of amazon uh i don't know if you know this but even if you live you know if the offices are in philadelphia you don't have to live there <laughs> i know i know it's a weird thing a uh, really weird thing. The high traces of Viagra in Soul's sewers. Hello. We talk about that all the time. We talk about that with the don't eat the snow story. I mean, they're they're making fake snow with poop. And now they're telling you, hey, be careful. Don't eat, you know, be careful because it's going to it's gonna melt and drain into the waterways. But it's okay to eat. No, thank you. No, thank you. All these drugs and, and everything are going into the sewage treatment facilities. What we need to do really is work on new ways of water 
and sewage purification systems, right? I mean, that really, if you want to make a billion bucks, there you go. Work on that. That's what Gates is doing in Africa, right? He's uh, They're looking to, uh, you know, create water from sewage, drinking potable drinking water from sewage. But you also need to make sure that you're getting rid of all the, as much as possible of the contaminants, right? On top, I mean, obviously you want the nasty contaminants out, but if you're saying that these drugs can still cause issues in people, I mean, wow. And those other studies that they've done show that it does. So, hello? that You want to make a billion bucks? There you go. There's a billion dollar idea. Billion dollar idea. You find, get some, you know, make some drinking water out of poop. <laughs> that doesn't have any of the drugs in it too that's good stuff that is good stuff and of course the marine worm with a hundred butts that can each grow eyes and a brain so we know that branching bodies are quite common in plants and fungi but in animals this type of body is virtually unheard of it was uh, discovered in 2006 and named in 2012 and it was uh, be- <laughs> it has a high number of anal openings or ani with one per each posterior end so each ani has its own ani and the posterior bits get even more interesting once the worm is ready to reproduce the segmented units called stolons form in the worm's butt ends producing sexual organs and also a simple head and its own eyes and then once it's ready it detaches from the rest of the body and swims looking for a little worm business until it finds <laughs> it finds it finds its female or male whatever whatever it looks to mate with and then it dies so once you get the butt worm business uh you die that's just the way <laughs> it's sad it's sad really it's sad, really. You, you live your you live your butt life in a butt until you grow eyes and a brain, and then you detach and you're all happy and you're swimming around and you're looking for a little business. You're looking for butt butt worm business, and then uh, you die. After you after you're happy and you got your butt worm business, you're dead. That's very sad. Very very sad. Its name is. Ramacillus multicadata, and it lives near waters in Darwin, Australia. So, I mean, if you're looking to have a little fun once you're in Darwin, Australia, and when you're in Darwin, Australia, why wouldn't you be looking for fun? You can go to the waters and look around for the Ramacillus multicadata and see if they're breaking off looking for a little butt business. And just some quick news, and uh, speaking of butt business, we might as well talk about Washington, D.C. for just a second. Uh, they just passed a $2 billion spending package to bolster security in the Capitol in the wake of the destructive and deadly January 6th riot. Now, yesterday, they voted to create a commission to investigate the January 6th riots. I thought that's what we've been doing the whole damn time since then have we not been investigating this stupid thing anybody that's been there is under suspicion for doing anything anyway the uh, vote 
for the measure on the bolster security bill. 213 to 212. Man, they were all for it. <laughs> That's in the house. They were all for it. 213 to 212. So, man, good luck that getting through the Senate. But we'll see. The other one may not ever get through the Senate either uh, for more investigations. Just give me a break. But they they talk about how uh, they want to still keep the forces there, the guards there. They want to spend $529 million to harden the Capitol with stronger doors and windows, as well as new screening vestibules for police. It would fund a retractable or pop-up fencing that would be deployed quickly in the event of another riot. And it would also include more than $10 million for police equipment, including body cameras, ride gear, which officers said was lacking on the day of the riots and left them under-equipped to fend off the rioters. Did it? Did it? Well, anyway, uh, you know, we'll, if you think that's not going to happen, whether this stupid bill passes or not, you are uh, sadly mistaken because, I mean, they all feel like Representative Rosa DeLora from Connecticut who went on to speak on the floor that said uh, it's about ensuring that every person who comes onto the Capitol grounds is safe and is protected. The funding is not optional, and this vote is not a show. Uh, not is not a show vote. It's about protecting the seat of our democracy and the men, women, and the young people who work here. Ugh, just agonizing, just agonizing. And as long as we're in, uh, you know, butt business. And we're talking about Washington, D.C. I just want to tell you a story that I hope is true. I want this story to be true, even if it's not. I believe that it is. The headline is Jill Biden said Harris should go F herself for her debate attack on Joe Biden. (laughs) I believe it. I believe that she said Kamala could go F herself. After she questioned uh, Biden's record on race during the Democratic primary debate, that would not surprise me. I want this to be true. I want this to be true. And so, and so it is. I've decided it is. Jill Biden, have you heard? Jill Biden told Kamala Harris to go F herself 